It's time for the playoffs. Oh yeah. It's playoff time. Playoff music. Yeah, that's right. Playoff music, Fusion Fantasy Football. This is Joshua. This is the music you hear when you go five for five playoff matches and you're the high score of the week in the league in all five. This is the music you hear when that happens. I had a great week 14. Hope you did too. If you've been listening to this podcast you probably have many of the players that did very well for me last week i hope you did well too if you're still listening to this most likely you have at least one game where you have a semifinal and so hopefully we can do something talk about something that'll help you now i'm looking out there for questions sit start whatever trades I'll take what I can get, but I'm looking around and I figured I'm going to look at my teams because I know you all care about my fantasy football teams. So, uh, no, I, I just figured that's where we're going to have some crossover. Many of you may be dealing with the same dilemma as I am. Like I said, there's a good chance uh, if you hit hey, just the way the echo, you know, chambers work. We probably have a lot of the same players, right? So you may be dealing with the same questions. Right now, uh, it is Thursday night as I'm recording this. The game hasn't started yet. I am basically playing Keenan Allen in three of my leagues, three of those five. So I hope he's not too bad. I, of course, have the having flashbacks to 2018 championship game week 16 and... It was, what, Christmas Eve, Christmas, something like that. And uh, Keenan Allen was questionable to play because he had gone out of the game the week before. And we got the word he's playing against the Ravens. Okay, fire him up. So I took Robbie Anderson out, who I had in as a replacement, and who I thought, had a really good playoff matchups. And I started my stud in Keenan Allen. And he got me 7.7 points or something like that. And uh, I lost by 8 points or something. Meanwhile, Robbie Anderson's putting up almost 20, enough that I would have won the championship because I started a limited Keenan Allen instead of the hot hand, Robbie Anderson. So I don't say start your studs. I say make smart choices. Uh, I did not make a smart choice. I I was overthinking it. I knew Robbie Anderson was a good play. It wasn't a matter of trying to be cute or anything like that. Now, I know a lot of people right now are talking about trying to be cute and start Tyrone Anderson. Let me tell you, now that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are playing, I really hope you're not playing Tyrone Johnson. I really, really hope you're not. Because 
he's not going to be getting the work you hope. You might get lucky. You might get lucky. But even if he's out there, the problem is Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to be limited, but they're going to be in, and when they're in, there's going to be plays designed for them, and the plays that they're not going to be in are probably not going to be pass plays and so on. I expect Eckler to get a ton of work in this matchup as well. So, uh, yeah, obviously this won't help you, but you'll know whether I'm right or wrong when you're listening to this. Anyway, don't get too cute, sure, but don't blindly start your studs just because if you have other solid options. So I'm going to look around some of my teams, and we'll see if I get some uh, questions uh, coming in here later in the night, but I'm going to go over mine at the first part of uh, to the podcast today, and we're going to look at a couple uh, different teams and s- kind of options that I have, and actually not just talk about individual players, but actually compare them versus each other when I have options. That's what we're going to do in a minute, but first, but first, I must do my annual rant against the utter just, I don't know, winos who complain about people who are still active on waivers even though they're not in the playoffs get over yourself guys get over yourselves the whole league can still do waivers if that means they take your guy if they steal it i don't care that means that means the other playoff team wasn't getting either right so who cares who cares you should have had him already this is especially me, us, all of here doing next week tonight. We want to be a step ahead. Why are you complaining that you weren't able to pick some up somebody in week 14 that you never would have had a chance to pick up on waivers week 12 or 13? Because there were what? Six other teams or so ahead of you on waivers if you're on okay, particularly if you're in reverse order waivers you cannot go inactive you must the whole league must stay active because because and look i i agree i agree this is not a great waiver system in the first place but a lot of teams a lot of leagues still are reverse ranks waivers heck the nfl is itself right so there's some reasons why a lot of leagues still are so listen if that's your setup You've played the entire season with one on one playing field. And now that you get into the playoffs, you're going to change the playoff field. And now the teams who were good teams who weren't getting first pick of waivers because they were good team, they were a playoff team. Now suddenly they're getting first pick before the other even better teams. You know what that's called? That's called rewarding lower seeds that's called penalizing the higher seeds who worked it who earned that high seed and now you're actually penalizing what is the point of earning an early seed you want to get a buy yes that's great if it's if that's even how your playoff structure works but you want to get a buy yes so that is an absolute advantage but by the time we get to week 15 we're all in the same boat so you're telling me that the team that's worse should be able to pick ahead 
of the team that earned the high seed in the playoffs? That is ridiculous. The only solution here is if you are going to block the rest of the regular league teams, non-playoff teams, from being a part of waivers, you must at the same time be able to reverse the reverse order and make it so that the high seeds get first pick because they earned it. You are changing the playing field by removing people and changing the valuation. Even for a fab system, a blind bid system, you are removing all of the money from all of those other teams from the system. And so now let's say you have $10 and the other playoff teams have less than money than you, but there were plenty of non-playoff teams that have more than $10. But now suddenly you have all the leverage. Your $10 might as well be a million because you have more. As soon as that main player, you know, whoever it's going to be that gets injured and there's an obvious pickup, you're going to be the guy who can pick him up and bid the most. Whereas you'd have no chance of winning that bid normally. It's the same thing. You're still rewarding different teams. Now, at least in that system, everyone had a choice whether to save their money or spend their money. So at least you can say in that situation that it's still at least uh, somewhat consequences of your own decisions. So that's not as bad. It still does change the valuation of your money that you do have. Like I said, it changes the economy. Why are we changing the playing field in the playoffs? That that makes no sense. That's changing the rules in the playoffs. And so suddenly the teams that have been succeeding under one set of rules, you're now penalizing them in a new set of rules just for the playoffs. That doesn't make any sense. Not to mention it's totally lame that you're constantly complaining and whining. Get over yourself. Like that alone should be the rule. I, sh- I shouldn't even need to go into my actual common sense reasons why. The biggest thing is stop being a whiner complaining about things man up run your team make better choices pick up guys earlier than them and just win or don't i don't care but stop blaming other people okay that was fun so for my first team this is a a a dynasty league it's a two tight end. Uh, there's a little bit of a premium. There's a little bit of a point per carry, uh, but a little less, I think, PPR, actually, for running backs at the same time. So it's it's a pretty... I like the scoring in this league. Uh, it's a super flex as well, of course. And um, I'm looking at my quarterbacks, and I've got Phillip Rivers, and he's locked in, okay? Locking him in there. So if you've got Phillip Rivers as an option, now, he, he would normally... He's not a great you know, number one option. This is kind of a late round QB team, uh, even in Superflex. And as we talk about the rest of the team, you'll understand why I'm getting away with it. It's actually a really solid team. But I've got Phillip Rivers here, and I've got him locked in in my QB slot just as the safe best option. Now, for the actual Superflex options, Cam Newton... Or Daniel Jones. So let's talk about each of these players and then decide who I want to start. So Cam Newton, 
I don't really have a confidence in him for he's the playing Miami in Miami. Cam Newton's a new Patriot, but the Patriots seem to do badly in Miami, always at the ends of seasons. They always scheduled up once. I would just like to see. Actually, I can't really say that. I think it happened last year. Finally, either way, it seems like the Patriots always have to go to Miami at the end of the season and play. I don't know how that's going to go for Cam Newton, though. Maybe he loves it. He's He played in Carolina for years, so maybe he's going to be very, very welcoming to the warmer weather. We just got a bunch of snow up in the northeast-ish areas. I'm sure Massachusetts got even worse than where I am. So maybe this is a good thing. I just don't think he's going to be a top finisher, but he's got a pretty decent floor. Okay. Daniel Jones. Now, all I can hope is that he got the fumbles out of his system last week with the three he had. Right. So the but Cleveland defense is that's who they're playing. They're not bad. It looks bad on the the ranks and points against and all that stuff. Eh, don't buy it. Not great. Not great at all. They're pretty solid defense. They are going to allow some passing yardage, but really where Daniel Jones has been the most valuable is when he has been running some. And that's where I think he's going to have some problems. And I see a lot of sacks and maybe more fumbles coming if he tries to do that. He's going to have to beat him through the air. But, of course, he struggles to do that, whether it's because of his deficiencies or his weapons or both combined. I, I just don't like it. I think Cleveland kind of beats him up pretty good. Um, great, great, great news for Chubb and Hunt. It couldn't be another Chubb-Hunt tag team game, I'm pretty sure. So, Daniel Jones, I don't see a ton of upside, but the floor is ridiculously bad. Like, it's the it could go in the basement, right? You could just fall right through into the basement. I don't like it. So, I'm going to be playing Cam Newton between these options. That's really all my options. I've got a bunch of other, like, backup QBs on my, on my roster here. Um... Uh, yeah, obviously you can see that's what I meant by late round quarterback when my quarterbacks in the Superflex League are Rivers, Newton, and Jones. Yeah, I, I know. I get it. I get it. It's not great. Not great. Um, but the rest of the team is amazing. So, uh, look, I don't have much else to choose or pick from when it comes to running backs. I'm starting Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. Fantastic. Love it. I think Eckler is going to be great tonight regardless or maybe especially because of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams' limitations, right? Big game, I hope, for him. DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore is finally back. Hope I can get a good game out of him. I've got two more uh, flex spots here to figure out. And i got some interesting options. So we're going to pick two of these options for a flex. So i got Marquez Valdez-Gandling. And Gabriel Davis, Mims, and Chad Hansen. I could also technically start uh, Naheem Hines. Antonio Gibson would, would be one of these normally, but I don't think he's playing this week. Um, I'm hopeful, you know, hopefully I can win this next week and I'll have him for the championship game next week, but 
not this week. Not an option. I do have McKinnon, but he's not really been a thing, and they have Wilson. I could keep an eye on that as it gets closer to the game because Mostert's all out, obviously. I know Wilson was a little beat up, but I think as long as he is has a clean you know, health designation coming in, I don't think they're going to be leaning on McKinnon a lot, especially playing Dallas. It could easily just become a, you know, let Wilson run it out game. I don't think they're going to need McKinnon in there, you know, receiving passes much. That said, they're out. They don't have Debo there. And McKinnon seems to do better in games when Debo's not there and they're missing other receiving weapons. I just don't think that's the game script for this week. Like I said, I don't really like any of those options. I want to go with some wide receivers uh, playing a pretty good opponent here. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm not going to... I'm just going to keep with these wide receivers. So I've got four wide receivers. MVS, Gabriel Davis, uh, Chad Hansen, and Denzel Mims. Mims is playing the, the Rams. And I just don't like it. I'm just going to stay away. If he does good, good for him. Chad Hansen is more interesting. I really, I picked him up a couple weeks ago. I almost could have started him last week, but I didn't. And it worked out just fine, obviously. But he's decent. However, the problem is they're playing at Indianapolis Colts. That's, that's not great. Um, next, we have... MVS playing Carolina and Gabriel Davis with John Brown being out uh, playing in Denver. I do like that one. So I think Davis is a lock. He's absolutely a lock. He got me a touchdown uh, last week, got me enough points, 12 points to, uh, to, to help me win. This was actually, this, this team was my closest match of last week. I told you I was five for five with all five being the highest scoring. Well, I was only the highest scoring by about three or four points, and it was thanks to Mark Andrews' like last-minute heroics in that in that game uh, between the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, so that leaves me one more choice, and it's pretty much between MVS or Hanson, right? I don't. I'm not going to go Mims playing the Rams, Jets. No, thank you. It's MVS or Hanson. Now we just saw MVS have. A big game. So that probably means he's not going to have another one, right? I don't know. Hanson had some pretty games, good games, but uh, I don't know about if I can trust him versus the Colts. I'm actually going to roll with MVS here as kind of a high upside play, and hopefully it doesn't come out, come back to bite me. Hopefully I can get some good plays at everyone else. Now, look, if Keenan has a great game and goes off, I'll feel a lot better about this. Really, either way, I'm thinking about the Keenan-Allen play. And I don't. again, I don't know how that went. You listening, you know how that went. But if he has a fantastic game, then I'll pretty much be more comfortable taking the risk at MVS. And then at the same time, if he has a bad game, I'm going to need that big game from MVS. So either scenario, I want MVS in there. Uh I just explained that thinking so that, you know, if you're in the same situation where you're you're kind of making your choice dependent on your other players and your opposition 
just keep that in mind. MVS is a high upside, uh, also very low, very low downside player. But sometimes, especially if you have a larger lineup, it's good to have one of those in there, depending on the situation. As I just described mine, you can see, you can see my reasoning that either way, I want him in there. All right, so we're going to jump over to a different team. Uh, in, in this team, again, very similar league, super flex, two tight end, and so on. Not a lot of debate here. Instead of uh, Cam Newton, I'm choosing between Teddy Bridgewater and Daniel Jones. And once again, I'm going away from Daniel Jones. So that's one's, that one's easy. I'm also kind of the, the slot I have to kind of pick from is two flexes where I have Melvin Gordon and Gabriel Davis right now. The other the other players are pretty much locked in. You know, I got Jonathan Taylor on this one, Nick Chubb again, Tyler Boyd, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. I'm not I'm not moving them out. Those are both studs, but they also are smart plays. They're playing well. I don't have a lot of options on this team as much as I don't I'm not super confident in Melvin Gordon. Or Gabriel Davis. I don't have much else for options. You might say I could go Gus Edwards, but not over Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's been playing well. He's a little beat up, as was Lindsay, and the two of them are just kind of struggling through it, but they seem to be getting points still, especially touchdowns. They seem to be going Gordon's way. So I'm not changing anything here. I did have a little bit of internal debate about if I wanted to go. Uh, let's see here. Who was the player with like a Scott Miller, some kind of higher upside player like that, or like I said, Gus Edwards, but I'm just going to keep it simple. Uh, I have a really strong opponent in this one who was almost undefeated until I beat him. Uh, but he's still a very, very good team. And I'm just going to have to play these good guys and hope they have good games. Simple as that. All right, we're going to skip over to my, this is the fusion flex charity league. Um, I came back in this, I was down, I don't know, something like, I want to say three and six or something at one point. I came back and finished out six and seven and got in on a three-way tie, but I had the tiebreaker with most points. Really solid team. Once it started to come together, I've got like Kirk Cousins, Stafford and Taysom Hill starting. Of course, you can start up to four quarterbacks in this league there's four super flex slots no dedicated quarterback slot though you don't have to even start one daniel jones i've got right in the bench because it's stop fishbowl style scoring penalizes you very badly i'm pretty sure he had like yeah he had negative five points last week not good jonathan taylor again in this one a four of my five playoff team guys have jonathan taylor when i told you four four five Five weeks ago, before the week, uh, six weeks ago, before the week nine games were even played and I did my week 10 podcast, next week tonight podcast, I told you that I was buying, who? Eric Ebron, right? I was going all in to buy Travis Kelsey, right? I was getting um, Marquise Brown. I was saying, look, if if they're ready to get out, I'm okay buying him cheap. And he's actually worked out. He's been getting some of those big play touchdowns. He could have had way bigger games. And if he can get out of his own head, I think he's going to have even bigger games 
in the next couple weeks. Then I said, go ahead, and I'm sticking with it. I'm still in on Cam Akers and Jonathan Taylor. Boo, yeah, that's right. I had Jonathan Taylor in two of these dynasty leagues, and I bought him in the other two, and all four teams that I have Jonathan Taylor in made it to the playoffs. Let's go, Jonathan Taylor. Love it. I just share that because I like to victory lap, but also just to share with you that I am, I I follow through and I believe what I'm saying and I'm doing it. Ironically, in one of those leagues, I bought Jonathan Taylor with Cam Akers. So uh, I didn't like doing that, but I did. I basically gave Akers in a first for Taylor in a second or something like that. It was kind of a little bit of a swap when Taylor was having down weeks, but Akers was too. So it was kind of a risk management situation with a non-playoff team. So I'm looking at this team and just kidding. I've got no roster decisions to, to make here. I'm pretty much locked in. Like I said, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Mike Davis. Now that Christian McCaffrey is almost definitely out, he's locked in. Keenan Allen again, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson. You can see now why this team came back. Okay. So that's it for those ones. Now we're going to jump over to a good old one quarterback league I'm in. And I got some choices to make. See, in this team, I had a really, really good draft. I felt really good about this. I had a fantastic beginning of the, I'd say, first third or half of the season from a points perspective. I was leading the league in points. However, uh, I never had a winning record after, what, week three or something? Yeah, uh, really, really kind of bad beats in my matchups, a lot of close losses, and somehow I ended up slipping and I got in as the sixth position. I think I ended up with like the third most points. I, I did have a bit of a slump in the midseason here. And mostly that was because I was missing guys. Here's my running backs. I was missing Nick Chubb, right? Jonathan Taylor was struggling. Joe Mixon has just been completely AWOL. And uh, David Montgomery had not hit the good part of his, his season either. Also, DeAndre Swift hadn't really started breaking out and having his good games. So as you can hear, I've got a lot of running back options. That's right, you heard correctly, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, and just for good measure, I got Adrian Peterson, Jarek McKinnon, and picked up later in the season, Cam Akers. So, um, yeah, I, I can start three. I have to start three wide receivers, and it's Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, and Tyler Boyd or... And this is my options here. Tyler Boyd or Michael Pittman or T. Higgins. So I have both at Cincinnati, guys. And I think this week, I don't know, I might go with Michael Pittman just for kind of the upside. I don't really trust the Cincinnati guys versus Pittsburgh. Uh, I just have not been good. Um, Pittman, I think, is my pivot. 
I know Hilton's been having some really good games, and he seems to smash versus Houston, whose defense is terrible. But I kind of like the pivot of Pittman, kind of thinking that what if Houston just says, okay, sorry, Hilton, you're not doing it this time, and they have to go a different way. Also, I'm kind of, I'm at the same time limiting myself, but a little bit of insurance because I'm playing Jonathan Taylor too. That's a bad thing about this this team right now is I have a bunch of players that are on the same teams. So I have TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, right? I have Allen Robinson and David Montgomery, and I have Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. If Pittman doesn't have a good game, that either means that Hilton is just going off or Jonathan Taylor is having a big game. And so hopefully that'll mitigate kind of the, the problems or the, the downside, right? It also means it's not as optimal upside as it could be. You know, there's not really probably a scenario where both Pittman and Taylor have really big games. It is conceivable, though, like I said. Uh, similar, at least at least with the Hawkinson-Swift thing, they can kind of coexist. Very similar for Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, we've seen many times just last week. They can both have good games. Allen Robinson with the volume. Uh, Montgomery with with just the, the major share of the work there with pretty much no other running backs now. So I'll stick with Pittman as that third wide receiver. But now mind my flex spot. I have to choose between some running backs. I have Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor locked in in my two running back slots. Swift is currently in the flex. And I'm actually going to lean, if there's not certainty about his health, I mean, he played last week, but it was definitely more of a committee situation with his his first game back from the concussion that held him out for two weeks. I am mostly debating between Swift or Cam Akers. So I'm not even actually looking at David Montgomery. I know David Montgomery's playing Minnesota, who's, who's supposedly a good matchup not really and if if Minnesota is able to score on on the Bears then they may not be as likely to give Montgomery as much work and let's be honest Montgomery got lucky last week he only had he had very limited work only 11 carries he got the 113 yards and a touchdown though so he had a big run, which is something Montgomery has, has lacked in the past. But 11 carries really isn't isn't actually a lot. And so I really think it's between Swift or Akers. Akers, of course, is playing the Jets. If the Rams start blowing him out, I could see Akers getting a lot of work. However, I could also see them just putting Malcolm Brown out there and letting him do the ugly work and saving Cam Akers. So that's why I'm sticking with Swift. I think this is a game that's actually going to be competitive versus Tennessee Titans. And they're still missing Galladay, so maybe the passing game, as good as they have looked, I think they're going to involve Swift, maybe even hopefully in the passing game, and try to to mitigate, uh, you know, giving Henry on the other side there, Derrick Henry, the ball as little as possible, basically and run out the ball and run out the clock a little on them, you know, some of their own medicine. So that's why I'm 
going to stick with Swift over those other guys. Uh, so that's, you know, you're trying to figure out who to sit start over. Hey, I'm going Swift over Montgomery, over Akers, McKinnon, Peterson, Higgins, Boyd. I like the matchup. I like the play. I think he's going to be at least as involved as he was last week, probably more. Okay, let's jump over to my last, my my fifth and final team here. This one honestly is from a win-loss perspective and points total my best team this season. I really, it's, it was a startup dynasty again, two tight ends, super flex, very similar. And uh, man, I, I hit the jackpot with like Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Um I think in all three of these two tight end leagues, I'm starting both Mark Andrews and Robert Tunyon, by the way. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that worked out, but maybe it's not a coincidence. So I, I've got Keenan Allen going also tonight in this, so along with Herbert. So you can, as you can hear, Justin Jefferson. I hit on a bunch of guys that are doing really well for me. I've led the points in this league most of the season uh, and continued to build my lead. And... It's just been a pretty dominant team, so I just need to hold on and actually knock off the guy who took number one seed and didn't deserve it. But that's okay, Nags. I still like you. You got lucky. That's okay. I'm not going to blame you. You got lucky. (laughs) Uh, Points against were really low for him. He got lucky, but that's all right. That's all right. So what I'm thinking as I'm looking at this uh, my only real debate here is I've got, again, Michael Pittman in here in my flex and Eric Ebron. Those who I currently have in. However, I have Melvin Gordon. I have Leonard Fournette, who now suddenly becomes an option with Ronald Jones out. And I have some other guys like maybe Christian Kirk, who you might say is due a good game. Um, it's it's always fun when I can pair a good game from him along with Kyler Murray, but I don't think I'm going to take that chance. Mostly, I think my biggest option here is Leonard Fournette. The bad thing is that Atlanta's defense has not been too bad lately, especially against running backs, and so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stay away from that. I think with this tight end premium scoring, I'm gonna leave Eric Ebron in there. I'm going to play Michael Pittman for all the reasons we talked about before, even though I'm also playing Jonathan Taylor in this league. I'm also playing Chris Carson. Now, here's the thing. If Chris Carson, for some reason, is still questionable coming into the game, maybe I roll the dice with Fournette instead of Carson. And if that's the case, I'm going to bump Carson down instead of Eric Ebron. But that's going to be kind of a last-minute thing that I'm going to keep an eye on. Look, even when I have to make last-minute changes, I try to make sure I have a plan in place. I don't that 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 way. I'm not making snap changes Sunday morning or or whenever the games are. And be careful. We do have the Saturday game between Green Bay Packers and Carolina uh, Panthers. So make sure that just like a Thursday night game, you have those guys not in your flexes if you can help it and make sure you have contingencies ready to go or make sure that if one of the players that's in that game was your contingency for another player who's playing later, 
that you make up your mind or have a new contingency uh, in case that later game player can't go. Uh, and the, now the Packers and Panthers have already played and you can't swap them in anymore. So keep an eye out for that. All right, guys, that is pretty much it for my teams. So we're going to briefly take a little break here. I'm going to go double check on the other questions. And from you, the listeners who are following on Twitter at Fusion FFB or are on the Fusion FFB Discord uh, chat. So be sure to hit me up or I will post it in the show notes and on Twitter again in case you missed it before you could join us there ask questions it's not just me in there there's lots of other smart people and we love talking about uh throwing out our our own sit start situations sometimes i ask in there too so we'll check those things out all right and finally uh ff champ here casey was asking are wilson or mostert startable i think Mostert's going to be pretty limited still unless he somehow comes back. So I like Wilson particularly because it's the Jets they're playing. I think they get up in that game. I don't think they're going to run Mostert into the ground. I think a lot of work, especially with the lead, is going to go to Wilson. And he, he does pretty well with it. I mean, he didn't have amazing efficiency last week when he came in and finished out that game but i think uh versus the jets he'll he'll be okay so uh, i like i like wilson as a start this week as a as a flex especially if you're tight on other positions all right guys that's going to be it thanks for joining me trying to get into uh the off-season stuff here but i've got a bunch of playoff games so i'm still in this and i'm still focusing on that Hope you are too. Hope things work out for you. And I'll see you next week, Championship Week. Let's go. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We got a late submission here. All right. We got to help out my buddy, Justin, particularly because I gave him some bad advice last week. So I got to make up for it. We have an interesting question here, mostly because it's a non-PPR league do better but i like you so i'm gonna do it anyway we gotta start three of these guys one of them's got to be running back we've got zeke Ayuk, kuti fournette moss i assume that's yes zach moss chad hansen gabriel davis lynn bowden and willie sneed one of them's got to be a running back now initially i was thinking is bowden a running back on this format but as I was looking through it, I said, let's break it down and let's look at the running backs first. Of all of these running backs, or even possible running backs with Bowden, I do think Zeke is still the best option. Um, and the overall best option here by far is Ayuk. So we've got two locked in right there, I think. Zeke and Ayuk. So now we just need to figure out the last one. I've already mentioned in here, Hansen. Gabriel Davis, uh, a little bit of Fournette as well. Don't really like Zach Moss. Kuti and Hansen have the similar issue of facing Indianapolis. Neither of them are particularly 
outstanding talents. Um, I think I'm going to lean on Gabriel Davis here being the wide receiver too, having some good games lately. So we're going to go with Zeke, Ayuk, and Gabriel Davis here. Hope that made sense. I'm not going to trust uh, Sneed. I'm not going to trust Zach Moss, and I'm not going to trust any Texan receivers not named Brandon Cooks or Will Fuller. Okay, that wraps it up. Also want to give a shout out to the music that was, the song was Adamantine by the band Eden Bridge. If you want to check it out, got to give them some props for uh, one of my favorite songs. See you guys.